episode 174. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. And welcome back to the Dharmic Evolution. We are in Los Angeles today by way of Canada. <laughs> Figure that one out and many other places, I'm sure. So this fine lady is really amazing. She's helping people all over the world with her brand, with her ideas, with her coaching. And her mission is to live her best life, to simply be happy. She personally believes before she can help anyone else, she must prioritize her life in a way that makes her feel good and always strive to accomplish her personal goals. From this place of authenticity and integrity, she is better able to support her clients in creating the lives that they want. In addition to being a passionate coach who supports others in fulfilling their greatest purpose while being abundant, she is a singer-songwriter. And I'm happy to feature her debut album today, The Other Side of Blue, right here and right now. Today on the Dharmic Evolution, the day when we are number one in iTunes music podcasts in the good old USA. So you better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride with Raquel Hanna. Are you a singer-songwriter, author, speaker, or thought leader? Have you been looking for a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency has exactly what you are looking for. Find out how we write and produce big, amazing songs on Music Row for authors, speakers, thought leaders, and organizations like non-profit and corporations. We also help singer-songwriters and artists by giving them a platform on Dharmic Evolution, a podcast designed specifically to broadcast your global career, now in 71 countries and with more than 161 episodes of artists all over the world from all genres. We know how to reach your target audience. Are you a dreamer like James? Then reach out today to james at thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out how we can help your global career. Raquel, we have no power failures, and we are recording, and welcome to the Dharmic <laughs> Evolution. Glad awesome. to have you here. Thank you for being here today. Um, so good to be here. Yeah, you know, um, going through your content and your music and your website and all the things you've built and how you've kind of created and recreated this wonderful life that you have going on. And I wanted to start with that today because I think it's a really compelling story that will um, have a lot of benefits to a lot of people who are trying to aspire to what you have done and are doing. So could you start with that and tell us about how you kind of, created and recreated are in the process of not only building your own life, but helping others do the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I started off kind of on a journey of self-discovery very young. Uh, as, as a young kid, I was a preacher's kid and um, there was a lot of dogma, but not a lot of love. And um, I ended up growing up to not only be um, in more more deep religion, but I ended up in a religious cult uh, by chance. And I spent about five years of my life there. It was a really hard experience. And the person who helped me 
to escape, um, cross my path, and she helped me get out. I remember when I when I was just brand new out of the cold. I was still minorly, still a little bit brainwashed, but I knew I needed to be somewhere else. Um, she said, what do you want to do with your life? And I remember saying, I want to help people. And she said to me, you need to know more than that. But the truth was, I didn't need to know more than that. What I ended up doing was uh, realizing that I needed some support to put all the pieces of my life back together. I started my life over from scratch. I didn't have any relationships, no connection. And so I just hired a therapist and I kept hiring therapists until I found the right one and I did some deep work. Um, and at, what I found is as I continued to do the work to heal my own life, um, people began to come to me for insight themselves. And it was like my journey of self-discovery was turning into an opportunity for me to be able to support other people in doing what they love as well. And so what I really knew I wanted to do, I'm now doing, I'm helping people as a result of the uh, personal development work I cultivated on my own journey to heal my own life. And it's kind of rippled into uh, being of service to others as a life coach, as a speaker, as a trainer. And um, I'm so happy now to have kind of pulled the, the, the uh, slowed down the wheels of a few things in my life so that I could focus on my first love, uh, which is music. So I'm, ex I'm excited to be here today um, talking with you, someone who's so passionate about music um, and just about the fact that, you know, one of the things that I've learned on my journey is that all of you can be in your life. Like I'm a, I am a personal uh, I am a person who's passionate about personal development, but I'm also a singer, and I get to be both of those things. And in my album, um, my passion for personal development is there, as well as my love for R&B, soulful, sexy music. Awesome. A couple of things I wanted to back up on um, before we get into the music. Now, when you, were, when you first realized that you had this gift of attraction, um, and I hope I'm, I'm phrasing this correctly, but, but you were learning about you needed to step out and realize I need to be bigger than I am and I need to find out how do I do this? Mm -hmm. Were you surprised when people started to gravitate towards you? Because it sounds like it happened to you very early mm -hmm. that people viewed you as a leader, as mm -hmm. somebody who was a, a conduit or a vehicle for their own um, you know, self-progress. So did this, this kind of surprise you? It did. It did because, you know, my only intention was to heal my life. That's it. Right. It wasn't to be a leader. It wasn't to be a life coach. It wasn't to be a speaker. I just wanted to live the best life I could live after some really difficult circumstance. I wanted to try to recover myself and to, despite my belief at the time uh, that maybe my life was over, maybe I had been through too much to ever have a good life, I wanted to try to see if I could anyway. And as a result of putting my whole heart and soul into just trying to have a good life, um, I ended up stepping into that space holder for other people. And I tell people a lot of times, because a lot of people strive to be the leader or the coach or the person that people come to. And I always encourage people, just do your own work. Whatever you're meant to be will come of that. Right. If you're meant to be a leader, it will come naturally out of you just passionately doing the work to heal your own life. Wow. So, so now, the, when did you realize, this is so amazing what's happening to me, that you decided to become a coach. Was it a process that took time or was it like, 
all of a sudden when a few people came up to me, you came up to you, you just said, I need to do this. Is that mm -hmm. what happened? Well, you know, I, I realized that I had a gift at a certain point um, after a certain number of people came through and uh, would just naturally seek, seek me out for support, advice, or just a good listening ear. Um, I realized I had something to do, but I didn't know what it was. And so yeah. I, I had been working with a therapist. I decided to hire a coach for myself, just for my own journey again. And through the path, I was deciding, am I a therapist or am I a life right. coach? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure just yet. And uh, once I had the experience of a couple of life coaches, I realized that what they were doing was what I really wanted to do. I, I have the capacity to hold space for the deeper work, but I like to be in forward motion. And that's what I believe a life coach is. And so that's, that's the path that I ended up choosing and I uh, found um, found a coach program that I really loved with the Ford Institute went through that program it was grueling it was hard it required me to grow some more and um, and I've been serving people and coaching people for several years now and it's it's a, a strong passion of mine such a rewarding endeavor isn't it Mm -hmm, absolutely that's, you know, when you're helping people on that level so let's glue this all to the music so you've obviously been playing and and writing for for some time i mean you're you're really very very uh evolved and and have an established and identifiable sound and unique sound also um what were your influences you know growing up and listening to music who inspired you or what inspired you? Were you singing in church? Like, how did it all happen for you? Yeah, I grew up, uh, both of my parents are singers. As I mentioned, my dad's a preacher. Yeah. I was at church every Sunday, Wednesday, most Fridays, some Saturdays. We wow. were at church okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was only allowed to listen to gospel music as a child. I wasn't able to, I wasn't allowed to listen to anything else. So I actually grew up on people like, Vicky Whining, The Whining, Shirley Caesar, um, artists that some people may not know of unless they were in that environment. Um, and just through the experience, not only of those popular gospel singers, but also uh, the gospel singers within the church, we had some really strong singers. Um, I learned from them. I loved them, even before I knew I could sing, because I actually... Uh, I was I was um, in the youth choir. I was a teenager before I actually knew I could sing, but I was absolutely enamored by every singer from the time of was three or four or five, uh, completely obsessed. And so I was passionate about singing, and eventually found my gift. And through the environment that I was in, I was able to cultivate it. You know, it's amazing. The uh, what happens in church is is just unbelievable. <laughs> you know, as far as uh, there, you know, want you want to see the best talent in the world? Just go to a good church. You know, yeah. I've been going to this Baptist church for, I guess, almost, you know, and I was raised Catholic, and I started going to this Baptist church almost a year ago, and it's just I'm blown away by, you know, it's just stretching me and opening me to other possibilities for music, and I just love it. You know, so let's get into your title track for your new album to celebrate, and this is called "The Other Side of Blue." Here we go. I have been crying secretly 
try my best to keep this pain from my eyes Laughing when you laugh Smiling when you smile I've been planning for days that will never come Pretending I hadn't yet reached the end Foolishly holding out for your change to begin It's taken me some time But I'm coming to terms with it all Blessing mixed with lessons Hearts break Watching love dissolve Oh baby I haven't told you yet But I've already started grieving you Patiently waiting To come out renewed On the other side To return, I still can't believe the flame of our love is gone. Aching for the days when your heart was my home. I've been reminiscing about it, kissing we'd exchange the love that we had, baby. Everything I thought we would be, yeah You let it go, baby Blessings mixed with lessons Hearts break Watching love dissolve oh, yeah. I haven't told you yet no. But I've already started grieving you Patiently waiting To come out renewed
Okay, so other side of blue. Um, I love the track, and what is that screaming stuff that goes on? I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. Was that the church girl coming back? <laughs> Church girl, she came out at the end somewhere Ooh. in there. <laughs> yeah, that was hot. I love this song. So, um, so can you, can you give us a little bit of background on this this particular song and why it became like the title track for your record? Absolutely, it's so interesting. I um I relocated to LA temporarily last June. I had an opportunity to do that for the express purpose of finishing my album finding a proper producer and working and doing whatever I needed to do to complete the project. And, and you're in Canada, right? I'm in Canada right now, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm originally from Houston. I'm, I'm a U.S. citizen, but I'm in Canada for about six months right now. Um, but I moved to L.A. and about a week in, I met, made a new friend named Kelly Ray and uh, we got to talking a little bit and she let me know that she was a songwriter and poet. Um, and I was like, OK, well, let's go in the studio. I found a producer who went in the studio and she brought a poem that she had written at the end of a relationship. And um, that poem was converted into Other Side of Blue. Um, I did a little bit of editing on the writing and we had a, a powerful song and it, it took me a few months to know that it was the title track. I had actually, um, I had actually been working with another, another uh, kind of working title called All of Me um, because I was really passionate about just allowing myself to bring my soulful self, my, my inspired self to one project because I had struggled with that. I was like, well, maybe I need to do a spiritual CD and than an R&B CD, but I was putting it all together and it felt really good. And so that was a working title. And then I just had a moment where I was, I was launching the kick, our, our Kickstarter. We did a Kickstarter back in November. Um, and I just sat with it and I realized the title of my album is Other Side of Blue because it not only uh, signifies um, just the passion by which I've transformed my life, but I just think it was a great space holder for the energy of the entire album. I feel like it brought everything uh, that we had written and created uh, full circle. I love the sound of that. Um, you know, the title is great. The, the, the song is really awesome. And um, I wanted to ask you also about as far as musically, how do you put your music together? Are you a, piano player are you a singer are you a you know guitarist like what is your what is your instrument or is it voice it's primarily voice i would say i'm an amateur guitar uh, player and piano player uh but most of my writing is just kind of going with the flow uh melodies that i hear um and from there we just end up uh, working with the producer to create uh, the, the full music side of things, the backing track and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, you really just feel into the melody and the lyrics and that's usually how I create. Right. Who do you listen to like these days? Um, do you listen to everything or do you have a fave um, genre? What's your, what's your jam? Um, I listen to quite a bit. I listen to quite a bit. Um, I love uh, old school, Tina, Aretha, and oh, I also yeah. love... <laughs> That's your world, girl. That's my yeah. world. <laughs> um, I love uh, Patty. I can't leave out Patty. Um, yeah. I love uh, Adele, uh, James Bay. Um, there are quite a few, quite a few artists out there that I that I love to listen to, and it's from soft rock pop to R and B, gospel, all all styles. 
but it seems like you stay with the really, really strong uh, singers, which is kind of like what that's your world. That's where you live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So how about influences growing up in your home? You, you mentioned church. How about mom and dad or brothers and sisters? Did you, did you jam and have like sessions at home? Anything like that going on? No, not a whole lot. I mean, my dad was probably the strongest singer in the family. Um, we would, you know, in the car, we would listen to gospel music and sing in the, in the car and have fun that way. Uh, right. But that's about it. Um, I don't feel like, you know, it's, it's part of my journey and part of my story as to why I probably haven't released an album before now is, um, you know, we, we had a, a relationship with our voices, but we weren't really fully empowered with them. I don't think either of my parents really truly own their singing gifts. And that ended up becoming my journey to figure out how to do that, to really own my voice and to allow its space to exist. Right. Right. Hey, let's do another one here. This is called Time's Up. Here we go. He said, I'm just a girl. Now let me see you shake. Yeah. This is a man's world You gotta know your place Okay. Oh, oh. 
Okay, so time's up. Girls are here to stay, and it's a man's world. So, <laughs> so back us into this one, Raquel. I think I know the story on this, but you you share it with us. Absolutely. So this is uh, this song was inspired by uh, one of my friends, Cheryl Amix, and she is. Uh, one of our Kickstarter supporters, um, she commissioned this song. It's a, she's very passionate about uh, women's rights, women's empowerment. She's written a couple articles on Forbes. Um, she's also a coach as well. And um, she kind of give, gave this to us, like drop this in our lap to say, okay, I want a song that really is about women's empowerment. And I'm so grateful for it because it's not something that I think we would have ever had on our project without her. And so we took her inspiration, her idea, uh, we went into the studio and just just worked it out. Um, it's a, it was su such a fun song to do, such a fun song to create. And um, I'm really happy, I'm really happy that it's on the project. Yeah, where do you spend um, most of your time recording? Do you move around a lot? Do you like LA or Canada? Like where's, where's the best place for you these days to record? Yeah, every single song on my album was recorded in California somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so um, I was up uh, in the Bay for a couple of the songs, but mostly in Los Angeles. Um, and I, I recorded a couple of those a few years back. Um, and I just feel like there's really high quality producers in Los Angeles. Yeah. So do you do, you do um, when you have a um, particular song, do you use different producers for each track you do? Or do you... Yeah, I, I actually used um, three producers for this album. So um, we have uh, just some really good energy. I, it's it's one of my favorite parts of creating the project was the co-creation. Just yeah. the, the minds coming together um, where I may have an idea or I may have a melody and lyrics and then working together with the producer to create the, the track. Um, really, it's a lot of fun. And we, we had a total of three different producers on the album. That's great. I mean, you must come away with so much, um, you know, so many golden nuggets of, wow, look at the, what this person brought and look what this person taught me. I mean, I, I think it's always a, a never ending learning journey when you go in the studio, you know, with different people. It's mm -hmm. always like somebody's bringing something you never heard of before, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How about musicians? Do you have a favorite team or are your producers making suggestions about bringing people in or how's that working for you? Yeah, um, I don't really have a team of musicians just working with producers and whatever we need, we just kind of work it in, bring it in, hire, have sessions, whatnot. Yeah. Now, how about playing live? Do you even have time? Uh, are you performing <laughs> anywhere or is, it, or is it a combination of... Um, you know, when I saw your website, I mean, I saw you in front of people. It seemed like you were doing like both with some of the still mm -hmm. shots I was looking at. Mm -hmm. That's something you've been able to do? Like, yeah. Um, performing live. Um, I perform from spiritual centers, festivals to weddings. I'll sing if you invite me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love it. So I actually have a, a potential band uh, in the works right now. So we're we're in talks to... Uh, launch a full band um, and I'm excited about that and once I have that I'll put it on my website we should know in the next couple of months and that will be um, I'm looking forward to that because I feel like it will be um, an opportunity for me to really anchor into the work of the album as well as um, just share my music in a deeper way 
That's fantastic. It sounds like you're burning on all cylinders, girl. Mm -hmm. You got a lot going on. And by the way, great job on the website. Really awesome. Um, it's so well done. It's so well presented and just, just a beautiful website. You want to tell us about Bliss in Abundance, Raquel? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I do, um, I do some specialized life coaching around um, following your bliss. Um, Joseph Campbell has a quote. He said, follow your bliss and the universe will open doors for you where there were only walls. And I find that a lot of the people who come to me, a lot of my clients are looking to do work that is more fulfilling. And many of us were raised in environments where there was limited thinking about what we had to do in order to make money and survive. And so I find quite a, quite a few uh, Americans, at least, are living in a way where they're doing work, but they're not really expressing their deepest, best, most profound passions. Right. And so the work that I do, Bliss and Abundance, is just supporting people in uncovering their bliss. M many people have buried their bliss under beliefs under just life, under circumstances, whatever. So finding what you really love to do, finding ways to do it, and then finding ways to monetize it so that if it is something that you want to make your primary uh, source of income or your primary com contribution to the world, uh, that you're able to successfully do so. Do you find that a lot of people are completely shocked when, they're, when they open their eyes to what is available to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, we, I, I, some of the work that I do, I'm a, a integrative shadow coach. So a lot of the work that I do is about the subconscious mind and working through what we believe uh, consciously versus what's really the true belief, what we say we believe or what we say we want and what we're really committed to or what we're really doing underneath. And those subconscious beliefs are created from about zero to 10 and then we just spend the rest of our lives just living in that belief system. And so it does take conscious work. If you want to change something in your life, it does take a little bit of effort to reset how we are uh, are seeing our lives and what we're believing on the subconscious level. And then once we do that, anything is possible. Uh, you can take the worst possible circumstance and transform it if you're willing to kind of look at your beliefs and then dig a little bit and reset them, you can, you can come up and do anything. And many people, myself first, myself included, uh, are surprised by what is possible when you take the time to examine your beliefs, rewrite them, and then the new reality just makes itself clear for you. The case in point, I'm in Toronto right now. I didn't even know I was going to be in Toronto until a, a few months back. And, and it's kind of like the magic of life. You can travel the world. You can live wherever you want to live. You can do whatever work you want to do if you'll reset the way that you think about life. And um, as a coach, that's one of my greatest passions is helping people to get out of the belief that their life is limited and to step into the, the limitless possibilities. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here today because so many people need to to hear this and also need to know that there is a way out of the circumstances they may be surrounding themselves with. With and a lot of people are just like, how do I get out of this? You know, I call it the cubicle rat syndrome, mm -hmm. where I do something where um, I offer life transition coaching, which is like you you know you need to change your life, you're so frustrated, but how do I do it? How do I get out? You know, and yeah. so. So I think what you're doing is incredibly valuable. Um, do you, when you do like um, 
you do speaking, obviously, I've seen that on. So where do you target to bring your message? Is there a certain, um, you know, demographic that you look at or how, how do you go about finding the right place for you to present, you know, yeah. what you have? Absolutely. Uh, one of my passions is teaching um, in corporations, working with um, individuals in the corporate world, because I think a lot of work environments are a little bit more shame-based than they want to be. And so I partner with businesses who are looking to improve their communication. Um, I do a lot of conflict resolution training, some soft skills, whatnot. And um, really enjoy bringing that to corporations because I see that, you know, no matter where we go, no matter what we're doing, we're all humans. And there's just an invitation to step into a higher experience. And I, and I really love when I'm invited into those environments. So we can just start rewriting the script a little bit at a time, uh, changing the narrative of um, the, the power structures that sometimes leave people in silence and leave uh, the you know power dynamics a little bit too far on one side. So love working with corporations. Also, um, just inspirational, uh, spiritual, motivational events. Um, I share there as well. Um, just sharing my story. A lot of times, people want to hear a little bit more about my journey uh, through the cold experience that I went through and how I got out and how I recovered. And so I do some sharing uh, around that as well. When you say shame based, can you expand on that a little bit? Like when, when you go to corporations, what is, what is that belief system? Well, I really believe it comes down again to kind of just the, the power dynamics where um, a lot of the environments are structured and don't necessarily want to be. They're wanting to be more innovative. They're wanting to be uh, safe for everyone involved. But uh, because there are either certain individuals who um, – uh, don't always allow everyone in the room to speak equally. We end okay. up more shamed and, right. um, and people are silenced and not able to really be themselves and not able to bring all of their skill set to the workplace, which if everyone is able to equally share their talents, then we are automatically going to have um, a, a more productive workspace. So by structure, it seems like, you know, I come into this meeting and I just know in advance, I'm not really invited or mm -hmm. all of my skills are not really invited. Absolutely. You know, it's, one, it's one of those, you know, blanketed, you know, feelings that no one said it, but this is the vibe that's getting put out, you know? Absolutely. So I end up doing um, a, a, a quite a bit of leadership um, training so that leaders are able to, again, do a little bit of their own work um, their own experience with life so that they can create that space for the people that work with them and under them. Right. Hey, you know what? I think it's time to play hop and hop and all. Did I say, <laughs> did I say it right? <laughs> that was the best. It's Opono uh, Opono. Opono Opono. I was, I was torturing myself saying, <laughs> you know, I have to take a shot, but I want to, I want to say it right. You know, <laughs> did I really say hop and hop and all? So lucky Raquel to just not shut off the Zoom and leave the interview. Right back to the show after this word. Have you connected with your gratitude today? I think I have something that will help inspire you. It's the brand new release from James Kevin O'Connor. Gratitude, recorded on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with producer Kim Copeland and team, is James' third full-length album in four years. 
10 amazing songs, each one a different story about the emotions, journeys and experiences that you and I have lived. Songs like Dreamer, Jesus Teaches, Tango On and 51 Shades of Grey. And of course, title track, Gratitude. Pick up the brand new CD today with amazing artwork and photography at iTunes, CD Baby and Amazon. Or simply go to jameskevinoconnor.com for your download right now. Send someone that you love a copy of Gratitude today. It might be exactly what they need in their life right now. Gratitude, the new release by James Kevin O'Connor.
Okay, so tell us, how did you come up with the title of this? And what a beautiful song. Yes. So um, this brings us back to Chera, who introduced us. Um, okay. We, we had, a, um, we had a, 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 a blog talk radio show that we hosted for about a year. And oh, that's I believe, right. Yes. Yeah. Our very last show, I believe this was our last show, we ended up talking about uh, forgiveness and Pono is a forgiveness practice um, origi- originated in Hawaii and um, it really is just meant to acknowledge the oneness that is all of us so uh, instead of you wronged me um, or I'm a failure because I wronged you it's just an acknowledgement that we're all a part of the cycle of this experience of life. And so whenever there is a conflict or um, a tension or uh, just a discord, whether you're with that person or not, whether the person is alive or they've already transitioned, you can use a Pono Pono to just bring uh, every, the energy of these experiences full circle. And so it's, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. We're all here, we're all in this. Um, we, we all have a part. There's, I believe there's a book titled, um, everyone's guilty, but no one's to blame. And, 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 and my conversation with Shira, we ended up talking quite a bit about a Pono Pono. It came up in that conversation and just the awareness that even those who harm us are harming us because they've likely been harmed first. There, there's a cycle of pain. There's a cycle of uh, abuse that many people have experienced. Definitely was a part of my upbringing. And uh, we don't need to be angry at those who harmed us. We just need to understand that it's a part of the cycle, do our own personal development work. And then whatever's left, like whenever I, whenever I have, um, I believe in conflict resolution, I believe in working things out. So whenever I have a conflict, I always do my work to do everything I can to make things whole consciously with a person. But once I've done that, I always end all of my work with people and myself with this practice of Pono Pono. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So after that conversation, um, I just started humming the words. I just started humming. And um, I ended up like playing around with it in the studio, not quite quite sure what we're going to do with it. And then uh, again, we launched the Kickstarter and um, someone named Tamara Benson um, asked for a song and it was around forgiveness. It was around um, the story of just the family cycle 
of trauma that had been in her lineage. And it just came together perfectly. We used this song and the inspiration of those words uh, to bring that song to life, her story. And that's how we ended up with that track. Beautiful. For those of you folks who don't know about Chara, check out DE170 Chara TV. And um, I hear in this like, like an R&B, beautiful is sound to this, you know, the piano and just, it's very, very heartfelt and a very beautiful song. And uh, I, I just love it. Um, do you want to take us in the studio just for a second on this one? Tell yeah. us about the experience on this one. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's even, it's even more amazing because I ended up laying this song out by chance. Um, we had a guest come to LA and they wanted to see the studio. So we went in the studio, we had already worked on the track and I'd already written the lyrics and I was like, okay, well, you're here. We'll, you know, I'll play around with this in the booth uh, for you. While, uh, you know, just so they, so the, this friend, our friend Michelle, uh, sister of Kelly, the songwriter, um, and I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll sing this for you. And uh, so I had the producer, I was like, just, you know, record just to see what we come up with. And I was just playing around. And so I did a one take, left the studio thinking that I was going to come back in, re-record it. And he sent it to me and he was like, I think you might've got it already. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's no way. And I took a minute, I listened, I was like, it's here. It was just it was just a chance, uh, uh, you know, stop by of the studio. And then we ended up having the track. And I, I always love it when magical things like that happen. Yeah. Isn't that great? I mean, it's kind of disappointing in a way because it was like, I wanted to work on this and have fun yeah. with it. You know? <laughs> and now it's already done. So I got to write another one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, so let's go back to um, let's go back to your brand again for a second. Mm -hmm. um, tell me, like, what is your favorite thing? Like when you're out and you're, you're doing the coaching, you're doing the public speaking, mm -hmm. all the things you're working on, what do you find is the most um, you know, the most precious thing in all of the things that you do that you really look at and say, I, I'm so happy and so blessed that I have this. Is there one particular thing that stands out? One thing. <laughs> you just love uh, it all. I just love it all. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think that's the fun part. Like I, I was raised in an environment that said I had to pick one thing. And so, but I'm not one thing and I don't want to just do one thing. And I, I really love it all. I think my favorite part, if I'm going to say anything, like if I were to say my why, um, it really comes down to connection, whether I'm on stage singing or in the studio, like on stage, the connection with the audience rocks my world. Like there's yeah. nothing better than an audience that's dialed in on a day that I'm dialed in and the, the moment and the energy that you can create, there's nothing better than it. And when I'm in the studio, it's like a connection to self, like the oneness with the self when you're just going inward and getting the lyrics and tuning it, you have to tune into yourself to really write a powerful song. Right. Um, and as a coach or speaker, it's just the same thing as that connection. So I would say if I had to pick one thing that moves me, it's the connection uh, that happens when I'm in all of these aspects of work that I do. How about this? Share this with us, if you would. Um, your most painful experience, whether as a youngster or you know, on your way to maturing as an adult, um, most painful and disturbing 
not one particular experience, but it might have been a segment of time that you were going through something, needed to get out, didn't know how you were going to get out, and the accomplishment and feeling afterwards when you realized you had unbelievably put this behind you. Yeah. I, 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 there was a time when I wouldn't share the true answer to that, but I'm glad to be in a space where I can do that now. Um, I actually escaped the cult because I was pregnant with one other female who was there and we were sent away to place our children for adoption while we were still brainwashed. And without question, the completion of those adoptions, while we weren't really, didn't have our own mind and our own freedom to make our best choice, was without question the most painful experience of my entire life. And it uh, was actually the adoption agency that helped me to escape. And um, once I was out, I, I was devastated. Like I, I could not believe that I was that brainwashed. You know, once I began to return to myself, that I allowed my daughter to be paid, placed for adoption without my true consent, without my true desire for that to be the truth. Right. And so I really believed my life was over at that time as a result of that experience. I didn't think that I would be able to recover joy or excitement or want anything because the only thing that I wanted was to have her with me. Um, and I, I would say that the personal development work that we talked about at the top of the, the, the show is really what brought me to the capacity to rewrite my story and my belief system about where joy really comes from, um, to reset hope in a most, the most hopeless experience of my life. And I'm, I'm, I am proud, I haven't put it behind me. That's not something you put behind you. Um, right. She's with me always in heart and um, I am able to send her cards and things for her birthday and vice versa. And um, I look forward to the day when we're able to be re reunited, but I'm proud of the fact that I was able to get to a point where I chose to have a good life anyway. Right. God bless you for that. And thank you for, for being so transparent and so being so generous to share that because people do need to hear that, that, um, you know, there is a way to reclaim your life in a way, in a way that is just, you know, beautiful. And with that, it's time for making music. Yeah. Yeah. Please listen careful, careful, careful. Wrap me in the touch. Yeah, yeah. Grab me in the touch of your love. Give me everything that I want. Supple taste fulfills my love. Bring that back to me, boy. I wanna feel your strength. Give me everything that you got. Sexy, silky, smooth skin.
Okay, so making music. This is beautiful. Um, can you just share a little bit about this track? It's good. It's so up and so just just a beautifully crafted song. Absolutely. It's um, it's one of my favorite songwriting stories. I have this, I had this hook find me in the middle of the night one night and I just kept singing it for years, for a couple of years. I kept singing it and I kept singing it. And I finally went into the studio with my first producer and um, he tried to, you know, I gave him the hook and I gave him the, the tentative verses that I'd written around the hook and he tried to create a couple different tracks and I didn't like any of them. I just right. was like, nope. Oh, nope that's not it that's not it and um so we just sat down for like a couple of hours and we just went through his library and he had written this beat for a competition and he played it and i'm like that's it and it <laughs> just all fell into place so that that hook was something in my head for a couple of years he wrote the the he had been in that competition for a few years back as well and it just all came together it was perfect fit Wow, congratulations. That's such a great, great track. And uh, you, you've got a really, really good album here. And um, I also want to comment on your website. You also put up this great, great quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Don't die with your music still in you. And how appropriate that it, that popped up while we're listening to this song. Absolutely. <laughs> so you got that going on, right? Absolutely. So, so tell before I, um, you know, I'm going to mention it again at the end, but we're, we're starting to wind down. But if you guys are looking for um, anything to find out about Raquel, it's R-A-K-A-L-E, Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, and check out her website. It's amazing. So many good things on here. So tell us a little bit about social media, Raquel. Um, what is your favorite jam that you like on social media? What platforms do you pay attention to? and any pearls of wisdom that you've learned on your journey that you can share with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I enjoy Instagram, Facebook. Um, I probably spend most of my time posting on Facebook. I'm not necessarily as savvy with social media as, as I would like to be. Right. And I, I feel like my greatest gem uh, that I'm actively still learning is to it's just being willing to be visible, you know, without attachment. I think that if you have something to share, whether it's on a social media platform or anywhere else in the world, like my album or write a book or create a blog, let yourself be seen, um, be visible. Don't die with your music in you show up and, and somebody needs your light. You know, like if you have something to share, somebody's going to benefit from it. And even if it's just one person share away and yeah visible makes such a difference doesn't it i mean yeah. you know in just being a part being able to influence someone else's life mm -hmm. um it's really really so important like you said that one person um anything that you want to share in, in saying goodbye and wrapping up here um i guess what are you most looking forward to the rest of this year 2018 um as far as you know, all the things that you're creating, all the people you're helping, all the things that you're doing, you got a full, it looks like you have a very full, full life and a full mm -hmm. schedule. Yeah. It looks like you've got a blessed and happy life. So is it going to be more of the same or is there anything that stands out that you'd like to share with us to look out for you um, in the, the coming months that wrap up 2018? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really passionate about, um, just giving people space to do what they love and also practicing that for myself. So I'm, I'm in the 
uh, process of creating uh, a Facebook group, speaking of social media, uh, called Just Do What You Love. And so I would encourage people to look out for it. It's just going to be a, a safe, open space for anyone who wants to do more of what they are passionate about uh, to be able to resource some tools, to talk to other people that are in the same path of creating a life filled with the things that they love. Um, so I'll be launching that in the next month or so once my album's out at the end of this month. And uh, the next thing that I'm looking forward to is just singing, a whole lot of singing, just singing everywhere I can. <laughs> it does something to you, doesn't it? It does something. <laughs> Those endorphins get kicked in. It's better than a two-mile run. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Raquel, Hannah, thank you so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution today. I had a great time learning about you, learning about all your brands, um, you're a complete inspiration and your music is just badass girl I love it I just love what you're doing so I want to just wish you all the love the luck and success in the world as you go forth on your journey oh, thanks so much James I really appreciate this time with you today other side of blue time's up Hopanopano. making music those are the songs of Raquel Hanna. And I forgot to ask her about her giant coffee cup with a big R on it. Awesome. Really enjoyed hanging out with Raquel today. I hope you guys did too on the Dharmic Evolution. You should shoot over to her website and check it out. RaquelHanna.com. R-A-K-A-L-E-H-A-N-N-A-H. Raquel. Yeah, support her and her new album, Other Side of Blue. Also, she has coaching. She has all kinds of really awesome content on her website that I know you can take advantage of. If you're a listener of this show, if you're a supporter of this show, if you've been on this show, please do me a favor. Do the show a favor. Go over to iTunes and give us a subscribe rate and review and make sure it's five stars. Five stars only. It's really a big thing for the iTunes community and it helps the show. And by the way, for those of you who have, thank you so much. We were our number one today uh, in the USA for music podcasts. And we've been in the top one spot in and out in the top five and ten for the last three weeks. Really exciting in both uh, the USA, the UK, Canada, and Australia. For all my friends around the world, thank you very much. If you're having some challenges in your business or your brand, there are three areas which I coach people which I can help you out. Podcast training, media coaching, or life transition. Reach out to me at james at the jamesoconnoragency.com and I'll be able to help you with whatever your situation is. And for you authors, speakers, and thought leaders, one of the things that we do at the James O'Connor Agency, our specialty is write and produce big, amazing songs for you, authors, speakers, and thought leaders, nonprofit organizations, corporations. That's our specialty. Reach out to me, James, at the jamesoconnoragency.com. Find out what we can do for your brand. You're going to sizzle when you come to us. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video, artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and what's that other one? Facebook? Yeah, I'm on there too. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.